Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode three, baby, and first episode of 2018. So, uh, happy new year to all you Adamantomaniacs out there, which is all five of you, which includes my mom and my aunt and whatnot. <laughs> but no, actually, to all my listeners, happy new year. Hope you guys had a great holiday. Hope Santa was good to you guys. I myself got a Nintendo Switch and played copious amounts of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, but we also recorded a few new episodes, so those will be coming to you shortly. And we've got a great one for you today. But before I get into that, I actually wanted to mention that uh, I got some more feedback about the first couple episodes. And a few of you have even said that uh, listening to the David Miller episode actually changed uh, how you think about recycling. And I think that is just uh, incredibly awesome. Uh, It's really cool. I mean, the purpose of this podcast uh, was just to be fun and casual and, and interesting and kind of uh, give people the insight into what some people around Toronto are like and uh, but man if it can have a a positive impact on even a couple people that is uh, makes it all worth it It makes all the work worth it and um, I think that's really really cool you know hopefully that will keep on happening so that being said episode number three is actually a bit as kind of like a too many episodes double whammy Um, It was recorded during the Just for Laughs Festival in in Toronto, and we got two comedians that were in town for the festival, both both really, really funny guys, uh, both with very unique styles. The first is Ali Sadiq, who is from um, Texas, and uh, the the very interesting thing about Ali is he got his start in comedy um, while in prison. Yeah, yeah, you heard me. He uh, started doing stand-up while serving for a non-violent crime. Um, and now Ali uh, is doing is he's just all over the comedy scene all over the world. And uh, he's uh, I've, his, if you watch some of his stuff, it's just great. And we had a great conversation. We could have swapped stories all day. <laughs> and the second, ep- the second part is with Kyle Kinane, also... A uh, very unique style of comedy, very observational, tell it like it is. If you haven't heard Kyle's uh, joke entitled Pancake in a Bag, you should definitely look it up because it will make you pee your pants. It's so funny. I caught both of these guys on uh, a press day during JFL 42. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, because those days are so busy, I, I, I didn't get a huge amount of time with them. But there's some great stuff, even in the short amount of time that we got. Like I said, I could have swapped stories with Allie all day so hopefully we can get them back on the podcast uh again for a follow-up in the meantime enjoy this uh next episode thank you for listening adamantium was the metal inside wolverine it was the yeah. fictitious metal, and then my name's Adam, and it came from there. But I thought it was kind of a cool symbol of, you know, strength and invincibility, but also creativity, that kind and of thing. And all the X-Men people going to follow it. All yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> you know, we're going to Comic-Con next week. Hamilton Comic-Con, yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, I've never been, but I've heard they are fantastic. Yeah. I, they had one in Houston, and I didn't even go. No, it, yeah, they have a pretty... I saw one, because I was down in Texas last year, and they were having one. It wasn't Comic-Con, but it was... Uh, like Wizard's World is what it was called. But it's basically a Comic-Con. What was that, in Austin? 
Uh, no, it was in Houston. It was in Houston really? as well, yeah. But, yeah, I was in Austin. Austin's a cool city. Austin is a great city. Yeah, I had a good time. Not as good time. as Houston, but Austin. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a music lover. Oh, so, yeah, so Austin. Yeah, Austin like, every night we were out, you know. If, if you're in one bar and you're, you're not digging the music, you can go out, go, go next door. And You know, it was weird. It's a huge space. And it, like, we had more musicians came out of Houston than Austin, but Austin has a better scene for yeah. some reason. But we had, like, most of the jazz and blues and... Right. Um, hip hop artists and all that, but man, it's crazy. We we have we don't have a role. Austin has Sixth Street. Houston doesn't yeah. have a Sixth Street, but we getting better. We getting Sixth Street and Rainy Rainy Street. Was yeah, there. Rainy Street. Yeah, well, Rainy's a good time. Other low house yes. restaurants. So. Yeah, my friend lived at the end of Rainy, so right by the hotel. Um, she was right at, at the very end, right before the river. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was. Uh, we had a good time. It was good. Yes. Austin yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, it's a great place. So I think I overheard earlier in another one of your. This is your first time in Toronto. First time in Toronto. And how are you enjoying it so far? Um, I'm enjoying. It. I really don't get out much, but you know I don't go out and stuff like that. But I'm I'm having a good time at, yeah. at the shows and looking at the scenery. And have you Have you done? You did one last night, I believe. Yes, yeah, your first I was show. Garrison. Yes, that's now, a good event. Nice. But that's like show number five. I'm, here? Yeah, here in Toronto. Oh, okay. So and how many have left? Um. The Garrison tonight, and what's today? Today is Monday. Oh, yeah, so Tuesday at the comedy bar, mm-hmm. and then it's a wrap. I'm gonna have Wednesday, I don't have anything Wednesday. And I'm so gonna, you can check out the city a little bit. I'm, but that's when it's supposed to be cold that day. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be cloudy, I think. Not cold. Uh, not cold, not cold oh, yet. Yeah, I'm going to it's supposed to go down. Ball on Wednesday. Then. <laughs> I'm gonna give me a foot massage, and then I'm gonna probably venture out, go to the go to a bunch of other stuff, and then I leave. Um, you know, the great thing about Toronto, a little bit like New York, is that, you know, no matter what you're into, there's something for everybody here. Oh, yes. yeah. I, I've seen a yeah. lot of stuff since. Just driving to the different venues. Yeah. I've been having a good time. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So, I, I mean, we, we wanted to speak to you. You've got an, an amazing, amazing story of where you came from, especially as a comedian. And um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, first of all, was especially because you got your start telling comedy in a prison. Yeah. So how, when you, when you went from telling comedy there to in a standard, regular club, did you have to, how, how well did you have to adapt your act for, for the, and that's one thing I've read about you is that you're so good at adapting your act for the audience. How did you kind of come about that skill, develop that skill? Trial and error. Okay. <laughs> that seems tri- to be a theme in stand-up, right? A lot of trial and error. It's like, oh, they're not getting it. You know, um, I think with me it came a lot faster because I, I was so stubborn. Okay. To who I you know was I didn't I didn't I didn't get into the fans. Okay. Like now you see everybody makes skits for you know Instagram and whatnot. I I haven't made not one sketch. Okay. Everybody wanted to tape a um, a DVD to put out didn't do one DVD. Everybody told me to leave. You have to leave your city in order to blow up. I thought that was the dumbest thing ever said to me. So I've been, I've been on a, like a quest to prove people wrong. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, you can't do it like this. You can't do stand up standing in one spot. Why? You can't. It, it, most of this stuff has come because somebody told me that I couldn't do it. Yeah. And then I was like, no, you can't do it. I, I'm a little different. Like, I talk about 
it's, it's, it's nothing that I won't touch on. Okay. It's, it's nothing too early. It's none of that. It's like, I think you have to do everything in taste with class. And I think that's the biggest part of me. I think that I'm able to draw you in from just the beginning. From where like, you're so, coming from, yeah. I, yeah, the, the rules, man. I think as soon as somebody give me a rule, I'm going to try to find a way, a way to, to break it. Break that, like... Or a way to bend it at least. It's like that's not that's. I don't think everybody thinks like that. That's, that's my thing. Or you're you you, you want to think why? You know why do I have to do yeah, that? Like why 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 can't you be um, a great stand up or make it living in, the, in your your own hometown? Yeah, why you can't be um, seen as being great because you didn't move? Like Houston, Houston is a, it was the the city that I think that really. I, I had to come out of Houston because Houston, like, it's so hard for them to like they own. It's like okay. they had this complex, like, oh, you know, we Houston. You know, you shouldn't be good out of Houston. And I'm like, what? Like, what is? what makes a New York comic better than a Houston comic? What makes an L.A. comic better than... Because are you are you saying what make they goddamn city better than your city? I don't right. I don't get that. You know I know what makes Canada better than America <laughs> right now. You know it wasn't better last year when Trump was, <laughs> when Obama was the president. It wasn't better. What nobody saying? Oh, Canada is better than America. <laughs> it's like no, we good. Unless you talk to a Canadian, maybe. Yeah, unless you talk to Canadian. Well, everyone's know? got a pride, right? A pride of where they come from, yeah. and they want to think that where they're from. Is the best, and so they should, right? I, I don't even think that. I think that's a lot of arrogance if you think where you from is the best place. Okay. So it's the best because that's all you know. Right. But I'm quite sure somebody in Belize is like, yo, <laughs> I would go to America or Canada. I'm yeah. good. I'm in good Belize. where I am. I like this beach. So I think that people are so arrogant that, like this, like, why is this even a riddle? Why was this ever even a riddle? Any time, any place. If a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound? Yeah. So human beings are that arrogant that think that if they're not there, nothing yeah, happens. Not <laughs> like, yes, yeah. it makes a sound. So it's a, it's a whole unseen world. Yeah. So I'm like, um, I, I think that people are so caught up in their thing and they don't see another way. Yeah. And then they try to put that off on you. Right. Oh, there's no, 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 no. Don't, don't do it like that. You know, you can't do it like that. Why? Okay. Now, unless it's just something absolutely asinine, you know, you can't, you can't skydive naked. Why not? <laughs> you really can't. Because when you put them straps on, as soon as you pull that shoe, you're so, going to wish that you had on clothes because of the, because of the you burn. Are, you want to hear something? Yeah. I went skydiving when I was in Australia. You did it naked? I did not do it naked, but there was a guy there who did it in one of the Borat bathing suits. So, almost naked. Almost naked. Almost I, naked. I know he paid dear. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I, oh. was, I made sure I wasn't on the same plane as that guy because I didn't oh. want to be following that all the way down to the ground. Oh, my. <laughs> I just thought, I just, you just gave me, I, I've been skydiving. And yeah. I know, as soon as you pull that shoe, I know, because the, the jumpsuit I had on tightened up a little bit. It's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's, a, you know that's what I don't understand is that, because I did in Australia where they don't make you wear a jumpsuit. You go in whatever you show up in, right? 
Whereas here, they got they, you have to wear this orange suit, and you got to wear that silver like conehead hat on top. If you're falling fifteen thousand feet, what is that conehead hat gonna do to you? You know what's how's that gonna Y'all save got a you? Conehead, we just got a regular. Helmet. Oh, like, everyone I've seen here has these silver. You remember the cone heads? Yeah. It looks. That's what it looks like. That, Why that you gotta jump me, out of a plane with that? That would make me not go. Because yeah. <laughs> you look like an alien. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God. That's how people think they. I saw aliens. But that's what I'm saying. And when I when I tell them, I just went in my shorts and my t-shirt, and they were like, well, "Isn't that dangerous?" And I'm like, "Well, you're falling fifteen thousand feet. No matter what you're wearing, you're dying." That's right? like, dangerous. You're, that you fall. Yeah. It, it was very. You know how we did it. You know it was it. It give you a. It make you watch the safety tape. Yeah. And they give you the jumpsuit, and the jumpsuit is probably just for them to add more money to you doing it because you feel very sexy in the jumpsuit. Yeah. It fits oh, you yeah. like a flight suit. Okay. So then everything's cool until that door opens. Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy. Like I was, I was talking to people. Yeah, you know. And then the door opened up. It was like, okay, <laughs> I don't remember anything from the safety yeah. tape. <laughs> and all of a sudden when they open it too it's like it goes from being peaceful and quiet into the plane to being like <laughs> and you're like ah and it's like ah and did you do a tandem or you oh no, yeah I had someone on my back yeah Yo. I think you have to do so many jumps first but that's yes. why my was my, my, I mean my comfort was that I mean this guy does 12 jumps a day you know he doesn't want to die either so I'm alright <laughs> but yeah. that being said I like I said, I did it in Australia, and we were out that night. I was twenty. I had just graduated university. I was twenty-one. I was on a grad trip, and um, we went out that night on a, a pub crawl or something. And we ran into one of the instructors, one of the dive instructors at the bar, and we had young girls with us. So he invited himself along to our pub crawl, followed us till four in the morning, and this guy was not in good shape by the end. And we all decided, okay, it's time to go home. And this guy goes. Okay, yeah, I guess. I got my first jump in like three hours. Yeah, that's exactly the look we all had. We were like, well, we're glad we all did it today because <laughs> I don't feel safe going back to that place now. Yeah, he probably done it so many times. That's it. Like, even yo, still, I'm not. Tandem jumping, somebody drunk. On yeah. <laughs> look, this is going to happen. you good. I got For you. one, <laughs> he might be vomiting on you. You don't know what's going to, even if he knows what he's doing. But That's weird. So I've, I've always just pushed the envelope, man. Yeah. It's just been, I don't, I don't like being put in a box. So let me ask you, when you came back into society, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot had to have changed oh, from when you went, yeah. I mean, I think back six years from today, people didn't carry around smartphones everywhere. Now they're attached to the hip. You attached know? to the hip, it has you know? So what was, what was different for you? What were some of the most um, things that stuck out the most? As far as changing... That was the thing. It, I thought that so many things would change, but it was like, you know, the cell phone thing was just getting was big. One thing, so yeah. I was right in the cusp of that. It was like I was with this company called Prime Co. at the time. <laughs> so, so I was right on the cusp of that. I think, um, it's, yeah, man, it was, I think. How did, how had Houston changed? Houston had grown. Houston, yeah. Houston had grown a lot. And, what changed about me was, you know, it made me understand how long I was gone. And that my, and my, that year from 20 to 26 minutes, I didn't know how to talk to women. Right, yeah. I had no clue, man. Because I wasn't 
dating like that. That's, that's like right. your whole dating scene. Your, you, this is when you learn to interact with adult women. So me going to jail, I'm like 18, so I'm, I'm having a high school relationship. So you don't you don't realize you get out of prison, you're 33. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, I get out at 25. I'm 33 before I look up and like, I, I see why I'm having bad relationships. I don't really know yeah. how to deal with a, uh, an adult woman. And I'm like, damn. It's weird. Date, date, dating's hard enough as it is. Let alone, <laughs> alone just not doing it. Being, it, it yeah. You know, like I'm, it's like being in the Super Bowl, your first game, <laughs> you just graduated from college and you've just been in. And you was at a small college. Yeah. <laughs> you got drafted to, you got drafted small to the Patriots. USA and now you're and throwing. Like, I, don't, I know Tom Brady's throwing to me now. <laughs> it's different. So, For young comics trying to break in, what's one small piece of advice you would give them? One small piece of advice this is going to be the best advice that, I, that anybody ever gives any new comic in the world. Write every single day everything that you like. Not everything happens, everything that you like, and do not get caught in the fads of watching other people's success. Because you'll start to forget that you're a comic and you're supposed to be striving for yours. And you don't, like, I don't want what Kevin Hart wants. Mm-hmm. Two different things. Kevin Hart wants to be, wanted to be a comic, comedic movie star. I just want to be a great stand up. So I'm not running his race. Right. I'm running my own. That's a great piece of advice. Thank you for being on. Oh, man, thank you. Pleasure man. meeting you. Wish I could talk to you longer, man. Oh. How about it, huh? All right. That AV, AV work. And you're from there the you studio. That's it. Come on. That's it. Nice and done. Nice and done. That's all we, this is, you know, you're breaking in the equipment. That's a new microphone. I'm looking for another career, so. Well, I'm going to have to jump out of stand-up. Warner Productions is what we're called. All right. Okay. Yeah, you interns. Be, okay. <laughs> hey, listen. I've saved up money. I can, you know, I can do a little free PA work around there. There you go. Excellent. Well, welcome to... AFL 42. Thanks. Welcome to, this is called the Adamantium Podcast. Thanks okay. for coming on. Yeah. And uh, tell me, you, have you been to Toronto before? I have. A few times. And are you, are you a city person? You grew up in a, a pretty small town, right? <clears throat> well, no, I grew up in a suburb, so. Okay. The, the universal thing you would think about a sub, in a suburb, like I grew up there. Okay. Yeah. And so did you try and get to the city as soon as you could? Or? Yeah, as soon as, even before I got a driver's license, but as soon as I got a driver's license, I was going to see music and a sad, I grew right. up just outside of Chicago. So okay. as soon as I can go there, like that was... And a good music scene in Chicago, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And also, surprisingly, the, the, the you know, kind of all ages scene spread throughout the suburbs, too, because that's where the kids were. So, right, you know, right. it's like, those are the kids who wanted to see the all ages shows. Like, all right, sorry, we're going to do it at a VFW hall. Right. So no big city anxiety from... Um, no, no, I wouldn't say so. I think early on I was... You were pretty... I think pretty I get more anxiety now. I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting more, like, per- perturbed by crowds. You want to just huddle back into? Yeah, the now, now I'm, now I'm finding. You've well, now, now that now I'm going past the suburbs into the country, now I'm finding appreciation for the bumpkin area. So let me ask you then: when you're when you're writing, 
Um, and it's one, one thing I like to ask comedians, especially because I, I don't do stand-up or anything like that. But when you're writing, do you find, you're, especially you're a very observational yeah. comedian, do you find that you have to kind of set aside four hours, get in a quiet space and write? Or are you kind of like, you see something and you're like, oh my gosh, I need my, my notebook right away? I mean, uh, you know, the little notes app on the phone is pretty good for that. Right. But I usually, I, there's no, I, I can't sit and write because stand-up, it's, you know, it's only tested in front of a live audience. Mm -hmm. So the more I write privately, the more I'm like, I have no idea if this is going to work. And I've just been so I just write the idea down. And that night, <clears throat> I mean, I, I live in Los Angeles. I could find a show or two shows or maybe three shows to go find out if that works. So I could, an immediate <clears throat> trial and error process. Right, so you're getting immediate results from Yeah. And are you... Are you, do you find that you, are you seeing situations and like right away you're like, oh, this is funny, like I have to write about, you know, I'm going to tell a joke about this. Or are you kind of like, you're thinking about it hours later, you're going home and yeah. you're sitting on the couch and you're like, you know what, that was funny earlier, let me. Well, sometimes something's so obviously outlandish, like, right. well, this will work. Yeah. You know, everybody's, if your eyes are open, your ears are open, that's going to happen to you. Right. Anybody's going to be like, oh, let me tell you what happened to me today and you've got a ready-made story. And some of the other stuff is, oh, that was a strange thing, or that inspired me to think of something okay. else. And you sit and you ruminate with it for a while, and you, you know, it kind of, you know, the way you can either get angry or happy about something over the course of a day or a course of a couple days because you keep revisiting it and you keep thinking about it. You keep, yeah. and also, I'm pissed about this part. And also, why am I mad about that? I shouldn't right. be mad about that because I do that same thing here. And the longer you sit with it, <laughs> the more flushed the more out, hopefully flushed out. It becomes. But uh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it just, you just spin into some, you know. I mean, obviously, so I just yesterday I just rewatched Pancake in a Bag, and like, I mean, something like that is yeah. instantly hilarious. Like. Yeah. And what surprises me is that there's I'm constantly super self conscious about do I look strange right now doing what I'm doing, and it's, yeah. it blows my mind that there's people that. You know, <laughs> some people just have, yeah, though. some people have this unwavering, I wouldn't even say it's confidence, but maybe this, this obliviousness that's admirable, because yeah, it's not, it's not hurting somebody, no. and they're like, it, I have a problem with that, like, it doesn't matter what other people think of you, because sometimes, it, yeah, that, that can get you to go through life and try new things and not worry about looking silly or being made fun of. On the opposite end, sometimes that, oh, you shouldn't matter what people think of you. If all the people around you start to think you're an asshole, maybe you're being an asshole. Right. Like, sometimes I've seen people like, well, it doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks. It's like, yeah, it does. You're being a dick. Yeah. Like, they've, they've meditated themselves into being this, you know, yeah. uh, this, you know, kind of asshole. It's funny, it's <laughs> funny more articulate when you say asshole. It was funny, and especially because I had just rewatched Pancake in the Bag. I was mm -hmm. at... I wanted to share this story actually. And again, it's just something so small but so stupid. I was at the grocery store. This was over the weekend, and I was in the one to eight item express line, just yeah. trying to get in as soon as I can. And there's a girl, two, two, two people in front of me, and she's yeah. holding up the line because she's trying to return an egg, but not a carton of eggs, a single egg, one egg. How old was this back. person? Thirties, I'd say. Oh. And, <laughs> And the same thing at the time, I'm just frustrated because now like the 18 people that were in the self-checkout line yeah. are gone, home, and Why I'm still Why did she alive. want to return the egg? So that's, it's funny too, because now when I got home and I'm past the frustration, I yeah. got to thinking about how funny that situation was. 
And similar to, to what you had said in Pancake in a Bag, is mm -hmm. all the questions just came to mind. You know? Yeah, <laughs> sit down with me. Yeah. I want a like, whole interview. With this girl. Yeah. And like for one, like what, what refund was she expecting? Like the full carton? Yeah, was it or? just a principle about, I, listen, you sold me. A bad egg. Literally a bad egg. <laughs> or did and she, she didn't bring I, back the whole carton, yeah, or, just the one egg. Go steal an egg. Yeah. <laughs> go take one egg. Yeah. And how, I mean, she just had the egg, like, did she just carry the egg back with her? Or like, she, she, you can't put that in your purse. Yeah, like, yeah. is your whole world falling apart around you that if you can correct this one thing, it'll give you hope? Or do you literally have zero problems in the world? Like, your life is right. going so well that this is what's going to disrupt your day. And you've got to be within walking distance of the grocery store. Because maybe the egg's just been maybe the egg's just been sitting in her car for a while. Oh, by the way, I also get to get to this egg. I want to know what's wrong with one egg. That you know, if it's rotten from a distance, like I couldn't tell what was wrong. It wasn't cracked open. Yeah, if the one egg's rotten, that would mean. Yeah. Did she get through the whole cart? He's like, I think these eggs are bad. The poor cashier just had this blank look on her face, like. What do I do? Like, oh. We can't return one egg. Like I used to deliver pizzas, and I, you, there's always be somebody like, oh, the, the, you, the, you got the toppings wrong on this. Yeah. And then you get there, and they would eat like almost all the pizza except for two pieces. Have and I was like, <laughs> yeah, you ate the pizza, and then I'm on the phone with my boss, so this was not a chain pizza place. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, was, they ate it all, but they don't, they want a refund because it was wrong. He's like, we tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and I'm clearly in an apartment where they have yeah. guns. Like, these are not <laughs> people. I'm like, yeah, there's got to be a different strategy here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, I actually heard a reason my, my family's Irish. So, mm. I mean, that's, Irish people are a walking joke. Yeah. And we, uh, they sent me this video where it was a recording, a telephone recording of an, this guy who had ordered a pizza. Yeah. And the conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm this, my aunt sent this to me and I'm listening going, yeah. okay, where's the funny part here? Because this guy is just saying, send me a pizza, there's nothing on it, none of the toppings are on it, no cheese, yeah. no pepperoni. And it goes on for 15 minutes and then all of a sudden the guy goes, oh, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. The pizza's upside down. I opened it <laughs> the wrong side of the box. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> well, did you see the video of the Irish guy trying to get the bat out of his kitchen? No. Oh, that's a treat. I just did a festival in Dublin a month and a half ago. Yeah. And I was, we were sitting there, my friend Sean Patton and I were like, why do you guys need a comedy festival? Everybody here is hilarious. It's hilarious. Nobody, yeah. like, everybody's funnier than they, half the comedians I know at yeah. this festival. Yeah, well, the Irish people, they just, I mean, I wish I was born there just so I could have that wit. Oh. But, but to come from England, where everybody's so stoic and kind yeah. of like, oh, miserable, gloomy. And you go to Ireland, and it's still like part of the same thing, but they're like, ah, fuck it, gotta get through it. The guy <laughs> yelling at him, like, the guy stopped at a yellow light, we're in traffic. This is just a driver getting us from the airport to the hotel. He's like, yeah. go, it's green, it's just a different shade. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this guy. And he's just driving. I'm like, you, you be part of the festival, I'll drive you. Yeah, I'll take you around. How, so how did you find the audience there? Great. Yeah. A blast. Yeah. Just yeah, don't make don't do an Irish accent to uh, Irish two people. Irish people. Did not know it was as offensive as it really was. So funny that I was in because <laughs> they're like, you don't have it right. That sounds like a guy down in yeah. Cork, not here. Yeah. Not Dublin. Come but, on, it's silly. They're yeah. like, you don't do that. You don't yeah. do that to us. Yeah. Like, whoops. <laughs> um, I was actually just in Dublin in July, mm -hmm. and uh, now my my family's from up north, mm -hmm. from Belfast. But uh, okay, we were. I was down and spent some time in Dublin, and I met. I went traveling with. Uh, French girl that I had met there. Yeah. And we were on the train and she goes, um, there's two boys, young boys talking. And she yeah. goes, are those guys speaking Gaelic? 
And I said, no, that's, that's still English. <laughs> that's, it's like you picked a funny place to come and learn English yeah. because they also need to learn English. I, I would get on the phone, I worked in a warehouse, like just thinking about like, oh, like learn the language and this and that, like that argument people have. I worked in a warehouse where I worked with all uh, Mexican and South American supervisors and to hear them talk to truck drivers from Oklahoma and both of them not understand each other and they're both speaking English, but still, <laughs> and, the, and the Oklahoma guy like, y'all need to learn language, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, so do you, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're saying. I understand the Mexican workers better than you <laughs> and you're from here. Yeah. That's great. Well. Thank you for uh, spending some time. Just to wrap up, I'm trying yeah. to everyone today. I'm, I just want to ask for young young comedians trying to break into the. Do you have uh, sure. any piece of advice you can leave us with? Um, I, this, the, I, the the advice I've always given is it just I guess I think it's whatever you're going to pursue in life. Just love it enough that you would do it for free forever. And yeah. then if you're in that, if you got that part down, hey, money came. Cool. All right. Hey, I got a job That's from nice. it. All right. But outside of that, like you're going to do it because. That's what you're gonna do with your life. Don't don't be a tourist, you know. Excellent. Thank so, you very much. Yeah, man. Thanks, bud. No worries. <laughs>